Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Impact Cyber Church. You know, we're talking about heaven on earth. At least that's, that's the, the name of the series. And uh, what I want you to understand uh, about this concept, this is not a pie in the sky. This is not a, just a fanciful wishing that we, could, you know, that we could have this. This is not a bunch of easy believism. This is what Jesus called the gospel of the kingdom. Now, when, when Jesus arrived on the scene, he came, keep in mind, he came to do several things. Number one, the mankind had totally twisted who God was. They had no concept of who God was. Even though God had revealed himself as a God of love, and even though he told them that all the commandments that he ever gave them was so they'd know how to walk in love toward one another, how to have justice and in uh, the nation of Israel, even though God had conveyed all these things, people ma always managed to twist their view of God around to something they want it to be, to accomplish their goals, instead of just letting God be God and accepting it and living with it and walking with it. And so Jesus came to show us God. And all of his teaching, all of his ministry, everything that he did, first and foremost, revealed to us the true character and nature of God, but also it revealed to us the, uh, uh, the true meaning or the true application of all of the commandments, what it, they would look like if they were actually applied in love instead of applied for judgment and criticism and, and legalism and earning from God and all of that, all that nonsense. Now, another thing that Jesus did, of course, was he was showing us what it would look like if we accepted and believed in our heart our true identity. Jesus, yes, he was the Son of God, but we are also sons of God. We are created in his likeness and image, and we have been born again of the Spirit. Therefore, Jesus is our model. Uh, and, and the idea is not that if you have enough faith, but if you actually just have the faith, you believe you are who God says you are, then your life can look like his life. Uh, your character can be like his character. Your ethics and morals can be like his ethics and morals. Now, Jesus came preaching the good news of the kingdom. Now, let me just mention this, and we'll get into this later, but, but realize God had established Israel as a kingdom, but they had in fact totally failed in God's purpose for them. Because God's purpose for them was to show forth His love, His justice, His mercy, His kindness. They were to be a nation that was just so representative of God that all the nations of the world would just come to, to them in awe and say, you know, what's your secret? Why, why, why is there such peace and prosperity and joy here? Why does this work? And had they done that, the nations of the world would have come. And, and instead of them building a temple that restricted uh, all, uh, everybody except male Jews, it would have been a house of prayer for all nations the way God had intended for it to be. But they, you know, they totally failed 
at that mission. So they understood somewhat about the concept of, of a kingdom. But Jesus came and said, and was preaching the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And, and those two overlap and they're, they're not exactly synonymous, but they're very, very close to being synonymous. You can't have one without the other. And uh, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is a message about a realm that we can enter into just like the original children of Israel when they left Egypt could have entered into the kingdom that would have represented God on the face of the earth, and they didn't. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and then when they got in the kingdom, they still didn't trust God. And so, and so it goes on and on and on. But anyhow, God says, even though I gave you, promised you that kingdom and delivered it to you, and even though you totally messed this up, I am giving you a way to enter in the kingdom that's not based on everybody else doing it. It's not based on what the king or the government does. It's not based on what anybody, anything outside of you defines. This is going to be a kingdom that you are going to enter into internally. You are going to enter into this in your heart. Because see, that was the problem with the children of Israel. They did not in, inherit or receive or enter or live in the kingdom of God from their heart. They tried to make it about legalism. They tried to make it about works righteousness. They tried to make it about everything except what God wanted it to be about. See, God actually wanted to have an individual relationship with all of the children of Israel. And, uh, and instead, it reached a place where it was more about God having a relationship with just, just the kingdom. So, you know, Jesus comes and the good news is the kingdom is not lost. The good news is you can enter the kingdom and you're not just going to enter the kingdom of God, but you're going to enter the kingdom of heaven where God's resources are available to you here on earth. Now, we are a kingdom. We are a nation or a kingdom of priests and kings. And yet the honest truth is very few people know that. Very few people believe that, even the ones that know it. And uh, even fewer people actually experience and live like that. Very few people's lives, even though they're believers, they're living as good a life as they know how very few believers' lives really, uh, really draw people to the, to the kingdom of God or draw people to God. That's what was supposed to have happened in Israel. That's what's supposed to happen in us. Our lives are supposed to be so peaceful. Our lives are supposed to be so fruitful. And the way we manage our lives and the way we manage chaos and conflict and challenges is supposed to be filled full of hope and faith. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Peter says, listen, you know, if, you're, if you'll live this life, and, and by the way, he's the one that talked about living in the promises. If you live in these promises, if you live this life, but he talks about character too. So we're not just saying promises apart from character. We're, we're saying the two really go hand in hand. But he's saying, if this is the life that you live, then you better be ready to give people an answer when they ask you why you have this hope in you. See, the greatest witness in the world is not what we consider the bold witness that goes out and knocks on doors or goes out and stops people on the streets or, or in the supermarket to ask them if they know Jesus. The greatest, most powerful witness in the world is the person who by their quality of life, by their peace, by their joy, by the way they treat people, um, draws people 
to want to know what's the deal with you? Why does this work? Tell me about your life. And so Jesus was giving us an opportunity to enter this realm and fulfill as individuals, even though we're all connected to, you know, to each other in the body of Christ, but to fulfill as individuals what the nation of Israel actually failed to fulfill, what they, what they failed to deliver. And so all of, I mean, Jesus taught a lot of details. I mean, there's, a, there's all kinds, I mean, he taught about heaven, he taught about hell, he taught about faith, he taught about healing, he taught about the Holy Spirit, he taught about uh, relationships, he taught about uh, emotional, how to, how to have emotional management or peace, you know, how to have peace and all this kind of stuff. I mean, he taught about all kinds of things, but he packaged all of those things in the context of the kingdom of God and or the kingdom of heaven. So just, I'm just going to, from here on, I'm just going to use the word kingdom. And no, when I'm talking about kingdom, I'm talking about number one, uh, uh, a realm in your heart where you are personally surrendered to Jesus as Lord. That means you're going to trust him. You're going to follow him. His teachings, his way of life is going to be the way you understand all of the word of God, the way you interpret all the word of God and how you're going to apply it to your life. But secondly, the kingdom of heaven is that you are in a realm where all of the resources of God are available to you. And I'm telling you what, you can't have peace without the resources of God. Now you can have tranquility. You can have, uh, you can have a lot of things that are similar to peace, but you can only have peace the way the world gives until you in your heart enter into this realm called, called the kingdom of God. Now, when you enter into this realm, because you have this abiding awareness of God's presence in your life, then, then you also have this sense of because it's sort of like saying, because I'm in your house, I get to eat your food. Because I'm in your house, I get to, uh, you know, I get to have your protection. But I have your safety. You know, years ago, I was, I was riding down the road with a with a guy, big name guy, back in the Word of Faith movement, and I used to I used to minister with some of those guys. And this guy kind of had a little, he kind of had a little bit of insecurity and ego problem. And uh, you know, he looked over me. He said, he said, Jim, if you'll walk with God, he said, one day you'll be able to drive a car like this. And I said, well, you know what? I'm already riding in a car like this, and you're making the payments. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, I guess I'm ahead of you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, it's sort of like that. Because I was hanging out with this guy, I got to ride in this nice car. I got to eat in nice places. got to preach in big meat. You know, all of, all of these things, all these resources come because of your association, because of your personal connection, because of your, because of your, uh, of your personal involvement. So, so when we talk about the kingdom, man, that's, that's, what, that's what we're talking about. And you can only feel at peace to the degree you feel safe. You can only feel at peace to the degree you, you feel provided for. Now, I mentioned this in, in one of our previous Cyber Church broadcasts, that uh, Based on gematria, which is, a, which is a Hebrew way of word studying, because in the Hebrew language, every letter actually is a number. Now, this is not numerology, and this is not where you're trying to foretell the future. This is, this is gematria. It's a totally different thing. And in this way of studying the Word of God, 
because every Hebrew word is, is a number as well as a letter, then every word has a numerical value. And so one of the things that the Hebrew scholars to this very day still do is they look for words uh, that have the same numerical value. And when they find those words, then they realize that there's some kind of a connection. If two words have the same va numerical value, then those two words not only have a connection, but they can also reveal some things about the other word. Now, what's interesting is the word heaven and the word mind uh, have the same numerical value. And so it would be easy to jump into this concept then, then that really you're just talking about a state of mind. You're just kind of talking about mind over matter. No, well, it, you know, I do like it when, when mind conquers matter. I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. But we're talking about something, something even bigger, even bigger than that. But so then why would the Hebrew word for mind and the Hebrew word for heaven have this connection? Well, it's because every single thing with God and what he provides for us starts in our mind. It starts in what we learn, the information that we learn, what, how, we, how we interpret that information, uh, and how those, how those thoughts that have not yet become beliefs, but it becomes the basis of our thoughts. And then ultimately, what is in the mind will over time become and forge the beliefs of your heart. You see, <clears throat> the Bible tells us that we have to renew our minds in order to, to even grasp the will of God, to even discern and perceive and prove the will of God, we that we actually first have to renew our minds. The Bible tells us that, that when we're wanting to put on the new man that we are in Christ Jesus, then before we can do that, we actually have two steps. And, and one step is I have to put off the old man. I have to make a choice about any, anything about my life that does not line up with what Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. I can either accept it or I can make a choice to say, nope, you know what? This is not what Jesus died to give me. I, I don't accept this. I reject it. And the Bible actually tells you literally to send it away. But, I, but all of this happens, all of this recognizing this and uh, recognizing that it's not in harmony with God and deciding what is in harmony with God and His Word, all of this starts first and foremost by knowledge. But knowledge goes through really a process, like I say, where it moves from information to um, experience. In other words, there's intellectual knowledge and then there's the knowledge of the heart. Now, we always have to start out with intellectual knowledge. It's really interesting in the Hebrew language, and some of you have heard me talk about this before. One of the, you know, all the letters in the Hebrew language have their own private meaning. What, you know, what do they mean? And uh, the letter mem, and the letter mem is, on the, is a, on the front of my book, Heaven on Earth. Now, the reason the letter mem is on there, because the letter mem... And there's two mems. There's what's called an open mem and a closed mem. Now, the open mem represents the fact that God has poured all of his knowledge, all of the information anybody ever needs has already been poured out all over planet Earth. And I'll tell you something, and boy, you know, 
Christians kind of, boy, they have a little trouble with what I'm about to say, but it's, but it's in the Bible. In the deepest part of our being, we all, even before we're born again, have all of God's Word written in the deepest resources of our heart. And, you know, Paul talks about that. He talks about people who obey the Word of God because, because of their conscience and, and because they have this awareness of God through what we call the conscience. Now, when you stop and think about it, even, even among ungodly, immoral nations, pretty much across the board, there are certain things that are considered moral, ethical, uh, uh, you know, upright, all that kind of stuff. Why, why do all people of the earth have that same commonality of, of, of perception? Well, it's because we all have that written on our heart. We were all created in the likeness and in the image of God. So we all have, we all have a, a witness in our heart that to some degree, on some intuitive or subconscious level, really we all have, have a knowledge of right and wrong, good and evil. Everybody does. And we, we have to violate our conscience to do evil. We have to violate our conscience to do ungodly things. Now, as believers, we harmonize or align our intellectual mind with the written Word of God, which has actually been written on our hearts. Now, here's, by the way, I'll just throw this little caveat in. I don't think we come to fully understand the true intention of God's Word until we're born by the Spirit and and. That way we just move past right, wrong, you know, black, white, good, evil. We, we come to the place to where we, we understand it in light of what Jesus revealed to us. And, and you, you don't understand God's Word. You don't understand the true meaning, interpretation, and application of God's Word until you, uh, until you actually understand it in light of what Jesus taught. So... <clears throat> The mem says everybody has the knowledge of God on some level. Everybody does. You know, and this is why, and, and I, you know, I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm telling you, all over the world right now, you got, you got people who are getting born again. You got people who uh, uh, are, are, are in jungles, in places in the world where they don't know anything about Jesus, and, uh, uh, and, and they're crying out to him. You, you, right now, I, you know, I'm hearing testimonies all the time of Muslims who don't believe on Jesus, who have rejected him as the Messiah, and who, who find themselves crying out to him and getting born again without anybody ever even really sharing and witnessing you know, to them. Uh, phenomenal things are happening around the world in the midst of all this darkness and wickedness just based on the fact that on a deep, deep level, everybody has a witness of God based on the Word of God, written in the deepest aspect of their heart. But, and so, so we can all have this general knowledge of God. But there is a place where when we accept that as truth, whenever we seek to build our life, not just on the Word of God, but on a relationship with the God of the Word, that we, we experience what the Bible calls the closed mem. Now, the closed mem represents the secret knowledge of God. And, and the secret knowledge of God, this is not like information, biblical type information that God 
is only, he's withholding from everybody. It's only going to share with you. Secret knowledge has more to do with how the word applies to you. It has more to do with, through your intimacy with God, he, he, he helps you grasp what you need to understand and know about the word of God and empowers you and teaches you and, and leads you down the path so that you're walking in the word, applying the word and, and that sort of thing. So, so that, that's the transition that, that everybody is going through. So, so even though heaven, which is understood pretty much as a quality of life. And that's what Jesus came to give us was a quality of life. As a matter of fact, the Greek word for quality of life is the quality of life possessed by the one who gives it. And so Jesus said, I have come that you might have the quality of life that I possess because I'm the one that's given it to you. And you can be, you can enjoy life just like I do. You can enjoy the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can enjoy the resources and protection and leadership of God the same way that I do because I am the one that's bringing you this quality of life. But what we realize then through what the Bible teaches about renewing the mind. And so you say, so, you know, when I renew my mind, then I can, I know what, I know what the new man is supposed to look like. I know who I really can be in Jesus. I know what the quality of my life can be. And I put that on. That's something I put on. That is not something that God forces on me. It's not a decision that God makes for me. It is something that I put on. And when I choose to put on this new man, in other words, to, to, to live and walk and move and stand and function in this identity, that's really where I move from the realm of being a believer to being a disciple. I don't know if you realize this, but when people came to follow Jesus, um, even though they all heard the same word, they were actually categorized by the Bible as, uh, of course, you know, there were just people that came to hear. There were just people that came because uh, of the signs and wonders. You know, a, a miracle is really just uh, more, mostly a sign. It's just something that makes people stand in awe. And, and they're willing to come out of curiosity. It doesn't mean they want to change their life. It doesn't mean they accept what the person is teaching. They just want to see the miracle. So, so, you know, there were just those people that came to see the miracles. But then there was also the disciples. And... Um, it's amazing, how, or excuse me, the believers. There were a lot of believers that came, and those believers had not, they believed what Jesus said, but they had not yet made the decision as to whether or not they would accept Him as their Lord, as their Messiah, and whether or not they would actually live by His teachings of the Word of God, His interpretation of the Word of God. Now, since Jesus taught about you know, since Jesus took the Word of God, Jesus never introduced anything new. He, he took everything that God had said and said, now, this is what it looks like in the new covenant. This is what it looks like if you interpret it and apply it the way God said it. So, so Jesus comes and says, it says, if you accept my representation of God, if you accept my interpretation of God's word, you can enter into this realm that's easy and light, but you have to accept my interpretation. And that realm is what Jesus was, I don't know if it was metaphorically or spiritually or some of both, I don't know how you would uh, define it, but that realm 
was the kingdom. A realm where you were intimately connected to God through the Lord Jesus Christ and a realm wherein you were, you had access to all of the resources, all the provision, all the protection of God. Now, let me mention this. If you're interested in going deeper and farther than you can go in these broadcasts, because, you know, these broadcasts, we only get about 20 minutes of teaching. And I know people don't want to hear this same stuff week after week after week after week. And many people get everything they need here, but many people say, you know something, I want to dive a little bit deeper in this. I want to make this journey. I want you to know you can get my book and the eight message series, Heaven on Earth, and you can go deeper in this journey than you ever imagined. And you can get more practical application and more practical teaching and really even, even more theological and biblical teaching that's going to help you along this journey. So if you're interested in it, be sure to go to Impact Ministries and check it out. Or if you're watching this from uh, Impact Ministries website, you can just click and it'll take you right now and you can uh, go to the store and, and, and uh, have this downloaded to your computer in just a few minutes and start taking the dive, taking the plunge even deeper. Now, let's get back to this. So heaven starts with my mind. How do I think? Now, so if I want to move from the realm of being a believer to a realm of being a disciple, this is, I believe, in my understanding, this is where I move from being a Christian to being a disciple, or this is where I move from being uh, a, um, casually saved, if you will, and, and committedly saved. You know, all of the children of Israel, and the Bible points this out in, in the typology, and the Apostle Paul talks about all of the children of Israel were baptized into the type of Christ because they all crossed the Red Sea together. And that the Red Sea, you know, is a, is a type of being baptized into Christ. And, uh, but, but what's interesting is not all of the children of Israel entered the kingdom. It did not make them any less a child of Israel because they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. It just meant their life was harder. They did not experience kingdom living. They did not experience heaven on earth. And, you know, they saw the miracles. And this is what you want to understand. Paul warns us in Ephesians 10, he said, now listen, everything that happened to the children of Israel, that, those are examples and types for us to look at and understand what's going on in our life. You see, they, they saw miracles, but... Listen, I've traveled all over the world. I've seen every miracle you can see. And I can tell you this, seeing miracles does not change you. Seeing miracles, it might improve the quality of the life of the person who receives the miracle, but maybe not. I have seen people get miracles, get healings, have phenomenal things happen, and still destroy their lives. And they never entered into, in, into that kingdom of heaven that starts with how you think and, and, and becomes what you believe and actually transforms everything around you. So, you know, they saw the miracles. And, and, and sometimes we're trying to live from miracle to miracle to miracle thinking that's, you know, that's the abundant life. No, listen, here's what you have to understand about miracles. If you need a miracle, you're already in trouble, which means you're only using your faith for a cure. You're not using your faith for prevention. You're only using your faith to get healed. You're not using your faith to be healthy. And so the children of Israel who wandered in the wilderness represents Christians, believers, 
who, who believe God, but they're really just living from miracle to miracle to miracle. The people who entered the kingdom of God represent people who enter into this realm where they have protection, where they have safety, but where it's a way of abiding in something. Abiding in something is better than you ever had. Remember, they were slaves like we were. We were slaves of sin. They're living in, in a, a place where Everything they need is provided for. That's how God wants us to live right now. Listen, we're going to make this journey step at a time, bit at a time. Be sure and get the book and the series. You're, you're going to love it. But let me, let me tell you, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel or come back and click a like. If you're not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube and just and do this for me. This will help more people hear this. Write a good comment. Write a question. We'll get back in touch with you as soon as we can. I'll be back. We'll go farther next week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.